faster than Usain Bolt could deliver in the 400 meter relay in the Olympics. Here we bring you the bubbles. So, bubbly bubbly, here's part two of our fantastic interviews from Brewskeville. This time we talk to Andrew from Nunes Hamsong Brigade, unofficial Beer Bubbles co-host Joel Hedman, beer merchant Eamon from Ales and Brews, mad scientist and yeast expert Ken Patterson, and last but absolutely not least, the amazing Jessica from Pennyland. Enjoy. Uh, welcome back to Beer Bubbles. And since I haven't talked to you with a microphone before, I thought that it would be nice to talk with you with a microphone on. Yeah. Yeah. So, who are you? Uh, I'm Andrew. I'm from Nina Sounds on Brigadier. Uh, we talked a little bit with Frederick about, uh, about the brewery and uh, you've been around for a long time. How did you end up at Nina Sam? Uh Well, we covered that in a podcast too that you, you yeah. guys have done. But, uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, I'm obviously not Swedish. Uh, <laughs> well, I am now. I am now. What? <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, we, we came on a bit of an adventure to stay in Europe for a little while. My wife found the dream job, and uh, I'd been training up to, you know, learning brewing in Australia, and uh, it was time for the career change at the same time. I got my foot in the, fr- in the front door, packing boxes there, and uh, now I brew some beer. It was nice. What do you think about Brewskival this year? Oh, well, uh, this is my first one. Uh, oh. I've been wanting to come down for, for ages, and yeah, it's, uh, it's great. I think it's the best festival. I think it's, uh, it's, it is all about the beer. It's not about whiskey, and it's, it's really grassroots. Like, there's a lot of small places, but there's a lot of international. There's, everybody's here. Yeah. Really, as you say, everybody's here. But you're doing something. You, you only do gravity poured beer here. Or it's, yeah. Yeah. Is that, wh- why is that? Well, they had some problems with the electricity in our tent, and the oh. others couldn't serve some beer for a little while yesterday. And they come and ke- they ke- they kept coming in and checking whether we had power, and we're like, "Yeah, we've got power. <laughs> we're good." <laughs> no, I mean, um, our, our brewery's really uh, obsessed with Franconian lagers. That's that's something we do, and certainly for a festival like this, you walk around and everything is crazy high ABVs and pastry this and berry that and chocolate this and. Everybody needs a lager after those. So we turn up just with our lagers, and uh, certainly the brewers really appreciate that. All the brewers that. are standing by yeah. your monitor. Like, Absolutely. I remember first time I went to Brewskull, which was the second year, everyone came with their heavy triple IPAs, barleys, imp stouts, extreme sours, and then you guys just had gravity to pull lagers. It yeah. felt like you were making a statement. Uh, Almost. It, it, it just works for us. It's what we stand yeah. for. And, uh, it, yeah, it, it, it's, it's obviously well appreciated. So <laughs> we keep doing what, if it's, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Exactly. It's been a lot of good beers at this festival. Is there any beer you found, which is not Nina's Ham, that you really enjoyed? Yeah, actually, uh, my neighbor that uh, is, oh, what's his name? Uh, he's from uh, the U.S. and it's Erlology. Erlology, yeah. Yeah. And he actually had... I'm not usually a sour person because I find with sour, I can't... My palate, I can't taste around sour. But his has just got a hint of tart. 
and then there was some lovely berry things. He's, he's running a sour there that's like six and a half, and it, it drinks like it's three and a half, and it's got oh. this lovely just a touch of tart and berries, and that was really good. And, yeah, very different from our lagers, of course, uh, but it was a really good palate cleanser. I'd had a few IPAs, and then I wanted to go back to lagers, and you need something in between. So that, was, nice. that would be a standard, actually, All the right. neighbours. Nice. Uh, you're going to die right now. What's the last beer you'll have before you die? Oh, Anything you want. I've got a little bit of a love affair with our Pilsner, but at the moment we've done a special brew called the Ninas Nelsch. Uh, there's a beer style called a Kölsch that you can't call a Kölsch unless it's, you brew it in the site of the Cologne Cathedral. So uh, we brew a Ninas Nelsch in full view of the Ninas Schurker, and uh, <laughs> that's, that's uh, it's such a sessionable beer. You can have that anytime, anywhere, nice. I think. So pity it's only a, a one-off brew. So oh. Is that on right now? It is on right now. We've I'm going to go uh, there and get us yeah. one each after this yeah. interview. Because <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure that happens. All right, nice. Yeah. Thank you very much, Andrew. Yeah. Always a you. pleasure. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the Bobbly Earth podcast in the world. And my voice is still breaking, but hey, who gives a fuck? Especially when you're sitting here with our unofficial third host, Yuli Edman. Welcome back to Beer Bubbles. Thank you very much. Very nice to be here. I'm not going to ask you what brewery you work for because you don't. Nope. I'm not going to ask you who you are because people who listen to this podcast should fucking know now. Yep. Yeah. If not, go back and uh, listen. I'm going to ask you. I saw you in line here when you walked in. Yep. Have you tried anything really cool? I've had some really good stuff. Um, I'm still more or less on the lager side of things because I'm trying to k take it easy. So um, let's see. I started out having, um, well, actually the one that really, really stood out was not a lager at all because I cheated. I had a really good wit from, uh, from McKellar. Oh, cool. That was a really good wit. And then now I, I, uh, I cheated again. I was trying to say more lager beers. Well, I had a really good uh, dark lager from, um, oh, damn it. This would be a very good time to remember who made the beer. Uh, yeah, it was Orek. It was Orek. I like that a lot. The Swatch beer. Or? Yeah, the Swatch beer. That was very good. Uh, and uh, now I'm drinking Mascarus from Undiud. Oh, yeah. Which is fantastic as well. So uh, and so, so funny because we interviewed uh, Undiud a couple of months back. And now they're at. Bruce Caval, and we've spoken to uh, Oliver, and he's he's just walking around like his eyes are glimmering and going like, "This is fucking awesome!" Uh, I can't believe he's at Bruce Caval. Yeah, this is my first time actually. So, so what do you think of the festival? Uh, it's fantastic. Um, it's cozy. It's uh, the weather is lovely. People are friendly. Beer is great. The only thing I want is bigger glasses, but that's usually what I want. <laughs> <laughs> well, you won't get that at festivals, I'm sorry. No, no, I know. Well, I did, I did. Uh, the VIP uh, one. <laughs> what do you think of beer festivals? Is this the way to go? Or are the fairs and like the, the big ones still valid? I think uh, the smaller ones are usually the ones where, that you remember more. Uh, where you get to meet people a little bit more, um, it's more intimate in a way. But I think it has to do with what would you do. But generally speaking, 
Uh, for me, being wanting to talk to the brewers, I think it's better to have it smaller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I've been to some fantastic big ones uh, as well. This is the year I'm doing the trifecta, actually. Mm-hmm. So I did the Great British Beer Festival for the first time, Bruskeval for the first time, and I'm doing Great American Beer Festival for the second time. So those are fun too, but this is more a little cozier. Well, the thing is, this is not a small festival. No. But it's a fest. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Where the other ones are more fairs, basically. Okay, I see what you mean. Okay, yeah. This is uh, a bit more festive. You see what yes. you mean. But if you compare it to the really big ones, you still get to talk to people a little bit more. Here. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely. Maybe it's because I met some people I know. That might be why I get to talk to them a little bit more. <laughs> so, uh, last question is the same as always. Oh, You've no. had it a few times. Uh, Have I, you changed I, your mind? I, I always change my mind. That's my problem. Yeah. I, I wasn't prepared for the question, even though I should have been prepared for the yeah. question. You're dying. What are you having? Oh, damn it. Um, the one Pilsner I've been dreaming about last few months is Kiesman Pils. So I'd ha- like to have one in a mass. <laughs> one liter of that. Because it was a while ago since I had it, and it's fantastic. You will. Thank you very much, and have a great festival. You too. Thank you for having me again. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Beer Bubbles. I'm struggling with my voice, but I'm I'm hanging in there, uh, and I'm sitting here with Emma from Ales and Brews, not a brewery. Yes. Importer slash coordinator. Merchant, beer merchant. Yeah, beer merchant. <laughs> uh, what is uh, Ales and Bruce? Ales and Bruce is a company that's actually doing Scandinavian export uh, legally through to get through the monopoly. What we do is like our, our main focus is to get beers into Scandinavia that literally does not get in there. Uh, what we do is like we try to import a lot of American stuff. Uh, for the first, uh, so that's that's our main focus to get American stuff into Scandinavian market, and from small breweries that the monopolies are not, they are not big enough to get into the monopoly. That's our main focus to try to get the small breweries from from the U.S. into the Scandinavian market. That's what we do. We also work with uh, some British companies, Danish breweries. Exactly. What we do, what we do is we try to get all the breweries that we think are small enough and that make good beers and good enough to make good beers but not big enough to get to the monopoly that's our main focus to, to try to get the beers that actually doesn't exist in the monopolies in Sweden, Finland, Norway and who's then Emad? why did you start doing this? I started out this in four years ago uh, I started out with a crazy idea that I had because we were literally ordering wine online me and my wife and since then we just like we had this crazy idea that if we can do it with wine it should be doable with beer as well because I ordered a lot of beer myself back then online but I also understood it was like it was not totally legal the way you did it and it was also a bit hit and miss you could get it or you could not exactly and back then also the stuff you get over from the states was quite old a lot of times which was like this must be done in a better way so that's where the whole idea started and I think that how it started was like one day I literally took my daughter and we went for a trip for two and a half hours just to get one beer that was cost around three euros and that was because there was only one shop in Sweden who had it uh. <laughs> and since then 
That's how it started. That's awesome, man. And, and you're doing a great job at it. Thank you. I worked with you at, at a few places. Yeah. You've been around now a bit. You've tried a few beers. What's your favorite beer at the festival so far? I've, I've tried a couple of beers now. I would say I have three or four that I've literally been really amazed by. I have one today from Varvar from Ukraine. It was a grape ale. That was ama- barrel-aged grape ale. Amazing. Uh, I had a blueberry licorice stout from Crooked Moon, a local brewery around here, uh, which was really, really good. I had a cold IPA from a Stockholm brewery, okay, uh, Hop Notch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jessica, she's a, I have most respect for her as a brewer ever. She's one of the probably one of the best brewers ever in Sweden. Queen of clean. Yeah, she's, she's just amazing. Everything she does is just like amazing. That's, that's like I also another brewery that kind of like surprised me was Ten Hands from Sweden. I get a lot of American stuff, so it's always nice for me to try the local stuff and see how the local breweries are growing like along the way. And what do you think of the festival so far? It's amazing. It's just like it's just great. It's just great. It's amazing vibe. People have fun. You can see people smiling, people having good time. Good beer, good weather. You cannot ask for more. And actually, a great organization. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it's a few of the brewers, they, exactly. they love it here. Exactly. It's just like everything is, is like so planned into the, the, the slightest part. So it's, it's, just, it's just like a great atmosphere, great feeling. This is how you want a beer festival to be. Uh, final question, the hardest one. You're going to die today. You can have one more beer to bring with you. What's it going to be? Um, I would say I would, t- I would take a barrel-aged Imperial Stout from Cycle Brewing. Yeah. <laughs> that, that would be, because that would be kind of food and beer at the same time. <laughs> Emma, thank you very much for joining us at uh, Beer Bubbles. And have a great festival. You as well. Thank you very much. Thank you. All right, welcome back to Beer Bubbles, the bubbliest podcast in the world. And I'm sitting here with Ken, who is not a brewer, but a scientist. A mad scientist. A mad, yeah, you're kind of mad. I know that already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, your research is about, you do research on mice and you, you develop yeast strings kind yeah. of to, for blood diseases. Or Have I gotten that right? You've got that right. I, right. I work. I work. Yeah, I ha- I uh, use mice as a model, but the intermediate organism we use to create the mice with is yeast. We have to pass all our DNA molecules through yeah. the yeast. So, and that got you into helping breweries in the U.S. locally to your. You help them store the yeast and and help them develop it, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, as being a craft beer drinker, I would go around and start talking to brewers and stuff, and uh, we'd talk a little yeast genetics, and they realized that I had the capability to be the backup storage for their breweries, and so I keep on hand a couple breweries' uh, yeasts in my deep freeze in case the there are brewery burns down or something but they can eventually restart and have the yeast available so you have mad power over these breweries <laughs> i do you have their original yeast strain i do uh, uh ambassador brewer for boulevard brewing company jeremy danner at the time he said to me one time we were drinking beer oh ken i can give you all our recipes and we you you can uh, you know put it all together but you do not have our yeast and then i told him 
oh, your head brewer, Stephen Pauls, he gave me your yeast. <laughs> I will make your beer. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, what do you think about the Brewskival so far? Oh, Brewskival is just great. I mean, it's one of the best beer festivals around. I, I've been to a Mikaeler beer celebration in Copenhagen like four times. This is my second time at Brewskival. And I really enjoy Brewskeville every year. It's uh, very different from the Mikaeler celebration. It's outdoors. People are so friendly. You get a lot of great beers. You forget where you are, and time just disappears. <laughs> Have you tried something special that you really enjoyed? Well, right now I'm drinking an OO Rye on Rye, sort of a barrel-aged uh, uh, wine, they call it. And it's... Uh, It, I, I picked it because, again, the brewery I mentioned, Boulevard, makes a rye on rye, but they don't claim it to be a wine. But it tastes very similar to me, oh. you know. But uh, OO, in my opinion, probably has the upper hand here. Yeah, it's, it's a great brewery. Uh, we're going to ask you the, the, the final and the hardest question we have. Okay. You're about to die right now, and you can have one more beer before you go, whatever you want. What are you having? Oh, well, it's going to be Swedish, and I would probably go back and get another OO. The, the other one, they have a very piney IPA, and I can't remember the name off. Douglas IPA. Double That's IPA. it. Yeah. Douglas, Douglas reminds me of Douglas Fir. So <laughs> he told me it's a West Coast style, so it should be clear. I haven't had it yet, but I'm dreaming of it as we sit here, so... That would probably be something along that line. Right. I did have another one from a San Diego Tap House. They're Zen scientist because, of course, I'm a scientist, yeah. and I have to try anything with the word scientist in it. So I had that twice, and it was a rice lager, but it was extremely refreshing. Nice. Really wonderful to, to taste. And they're a young group of guys. I talked to one of them in the tattoo parlor where you and I were earlier today. And, uh, he, you know, he uh, touted their beer, so I made a special trip, and I've been back to that twice. So you've had beer from Mad Scientist in England. There's a brewery I, called Mad Scientist in England. I have not. I have not. Great brewery. They do they get a good, really good beer. Uh, Ken, thank you very much for doing this short segment oh, with us. It's, it's a pleasure, my friend. Thank you for having me. Pleasure having you. Okay. Right, thank Bye-bye. you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Welcome back to Beer Bubbles once again. And now we're sitting here with Jessica from Penilla. Yeah, Penilland. Penilland. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> uh, Denmark, right? Yes. Yes. Bornholm. Bornholm. Bornholm, nice. Bornholm, Bornholm. <laughs> well, you can anyway. see your home from here or your country from yeah, here. Yeah, I mean, so it's, it's, it's close enough. I mean, I'm, I'm from another island, you know, Australia. Yeah. But the brewery is on Bornholm. So who are you and, and what's the brewery? So my name's Jessica Carolyn Merrichurch Skoldal Anderson. Yes, I have five names. And uh, my brewery is Penland Brewery from Bonholm. Uh, so it's a wild and mixed fermentation brewery that uh, specializes in putting those beers in barrels. Uh, so I have a lovely big old uh, fishing factory on the, the little port of Tyne on Bonholm and the nice thing is, is this old fishing factory I've been able to translate into 
a pretty incredible barrel aging system because they've got all these old cool rooms that they used to use for fish, which now I've changed into barrel aging rooms, mm. which is an amazing thing because a lot of them are rooms that have no contact to the outside, so you have no heat coming in from the outside. So it doesn't really matter if it's really hot out there. I can still have a very controlled heat in my barrel room, and so I'd be able to use this wild heat in lots, or sorry, wild yeast with lots of barrels and get it into a area that is a soft heat. It never gets too hot. It never gets too cold, which means my culture ages very slowly and constantly. Well, the thing is, that is what your brewery is about. That is it what is the supposed is about. to take time. It's meant to take beer, time. Beer is meant to take time if yeah. it's to be good. Well, I don't know. I think when we started, we we didn't think it was going to take that much time. <laughs> but the lot of thing is, my husband has a whole other beer brand that actually, you know, makes normal beers and puts bread on the table. And they, it, it does put <laughs> bread on the table, which means I get to have the the time that these barrels need. And so it's one of those ones where I just let them age how they age and I appreciate what they become and that's when I blend them and package them to what they end up being. So it's a, uh, yeah, it, it's... it's, it's it, it, it really looks like a labor of love. It is a labor of love. You can, you I mean, if so you could much see so, her now, you'd see the passion shining out of her eyes. Yeah, so much so that I, I really have that thing of, I, um, I, I... You know, it, it hurts letting the beers go some of the time. Like one of the beers that I brought today, it was the last keg of Annika that I that I made. And uh, and it was like the bottles have been sold out for a while. And I've been saving this, this one keg. And I was like, yeah. And the other day when I was packing up the car to bring it to Brewskerville, it's like, yeah, I'm going to bring that. And then, of course, as soon as I got here, I was like, but I don't want to share that with other people. I want. I want to. I want to keep it all to myself. You know. So it is. It, you know. They, they're all. They're, they're all my babies. They're. They're so close to my heart. I. I spend so much time with them that they. Yeah, I'm so connected to all of them. Did you? I think you mentioned yesterday that you do the artwork yourself, or I do do the artwork. Yeah. So I mean, it's one of those ones. I brew the wort. I pop it in the barrels. The yeast actually makes the the beer. And I appreciate what it becomes, and then I, I spend the time blending it, obviously. But then I also draw the labels. Um, I name all the beers after beautiful people that I know or women that have inspired me. So they're all named after women. It's a uh, yeah. It, it, it's just people who've massively inspired me in my life. And so when I actually draw the labels, I generally have a picture of the woman that I'm naming it after next to me. And and I try and draw sometimes them totally, and sometimes just a little bit of them in my label. So. But you got a different background in lingerie. <laughs> I spoke to Jessica Heidi, and so she <laughs> told me. Uh, I want to hear about that. I mean, so actually, technically, so just before I moved here, I used to have a beer-focused restaurant and a brew project. But before that, I actually used to be a lingerie designer. So I used to design really beautiful women and, and a little bit of men's lingerie uh, when I was living in Italy. But I think um, design is one of those things where 
when you learn how to design something, you can transfer that to a lot of things. You know, the actual concept of design is something you can translate to designing women's lingerie. Well, especially the designing concept of a beauty. label. Exactly. Designing a label or designing a beer. You know, it's one of those ones where when it doesn't matter what you're designing, it's finding out a way to integrate all of the things that come into that design and making it pleasing. Um, and it doesn't matter, you know, obviously there's always a market that you're working towards pleasing. And I have to say with the beers, I'm much more selfish. Um, I, When I'm designing these beers or when I'm blending these beers, I'm actually really catering to me. And I'm wanting people to taste and smell and experience what I'm creating in a way that they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're tasting the yeast component, the, the hop, like, not the hops really, not unless I'm dry hopping, but the barrel component, the, the fruit component, the, the malt, the actual base beer that I'm brewing with these beers. And so it's really that, you know, it, it's, I'm trying to force people to experience what I want them to experience. Yeah, it is. It is. It's a. It's a very selfish thing, you know. You know. I think. But. But that. That's a. It, it's a thing with beer these days. Is that um, a lot of things are released just because they're fine, so we'll release them. But that's reality in beer at the moment. You know, you can't just dump a couple of thousand liters because it's not particularly what you like. Where with me, I have that incredible position to be able to go, no, I'm only going to release beers that I think are 100% perfect and I love. You know, I'm not going to release a beer that I don't think is perfect. You can tell just by looking at you and and hearing you talk that this is a true labor of love for you. But we got to talk a bit about the festival as well. Okay, yes, please. Uh, what do you think of Bruce Cavill? Oh, my God, we love Bruce Cavill. So my husband has a brand called Beer here, and so far we've always brought that to the festival. Um, it was very sweet, actually. I think Marcus has um, a soft spot towards my husband because before Marcus actually started Brewski, he wrote to a lot of brewers asking for a little bit of advice and things like that. And Christian was one of the only ones that actually wrote back to him and gave him all the advice that he was asking for and things like that and said, my door is always open. Contact me, talk to me. You know, because I think both of us have always believed in the more better beer in the world, the better the world is. And so that's it's the same thing on the island. I'm like, you know, people always ask, you know, oh, there's so many places opening up. How do you feel? I'm like, the more better beer in this world, the better the world is. And so the lovely thing is Marcus has just always invited us. And, you know, so we always had beer here. And then when we started up Penelope, he's like, so when are you bringing Penelope? And unfortunately, I don't do a lot of kegs. No. And, and so that's the big thing. And I was like, do you know what, Marcus, I'm, I'm going to bring Penelope soon. And, and that was a couple was of years ago. And then I was like, I'll bring her soon. That was another couple of years. And and this year, when, when they wrote to me, I was like, this year, we're not going to bring beer here. I'm going to bring Penelope. 
and you know they were so happy oh yeah um, I can and imagine. i was so happy because obviously i it, it's really lovely i already export to sweden mm. but uh because i don't have a lot of kegs uh i i don't get to send them here often so we, it's we're so amazing gonna, to we're be serving gonna them. try to get some into to accurate because yeah. we tried your beers yesterday and fucking amazing i'll say Have you had time to try any beers? Oh my gosh, yes. So the nice thing is today I've actually tried some lovely ones. One, I've tried the wine over from Now I'm a horrible person. That's a, that's a hard a hard part wait remembering. Yeah, remembering. I mean seriously, you got me on a Saturday afternoon. Wait, <laughs> wait, I'm going to uh texture. No wait, that was a brand. K k k Oh, damn it. But texture was the wine I tried. Okay, yeah. And it was this incredible orange wine. It was beautiful. It's a lovely thing at a beer festival to actually try something else other than beer. Yep. Um, one of the big ones I've been drinking is actually the Bibliotech. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Their stout, their nitro stout. Yep. It's a four point something nitro stout, and it's just delicious. I mean, for me, I'm a big. Um, I, I love drinking stouts that aren't pastry stouts or yeah, barrel aged stouts. Dry stouts. I just want something really easy drinking and dry. Mm. Um, and for me, that is that was that was an, a wonderful thing to have. Um, best one here, as in best beer. Like, best beer you tried here? Nah, you can't ask me that. Come on, you're gonna even gonna get an even harder one. Do you know what? Right I'm actually that. gonna say uh, okay. Obviously, I'm gonna exclude my own beers because that's just terrible. But um, the Brigel. Yep, Brigelet. Yep. Yeah, Brigelet. The, the two beers that they had on today were just beautiful. The one they've made especially for us. Yep. So there was the anniversary beer and there was the... The Seas Blend. Yeah. And they were just beautiful. They were balanced. They weren't too sour. You could taste all of the components of them. And that was just a joy. Now the sour, I find this in their Wild, wild Series that the sourness is there. As an integrated part of the flavor, not exactly. just to be sour. That's such a big thing for me is that there's so many times these days where the um, trend is to do as sour as possible or as fruity as possible or as oaky or whatever. But um, And so it's really beautiful when you get breweries that are actually wanting to you know, stop and think and actually look at the combination of flavors and to create beers that are a complete unit of all of the flavors that they've actually put in there we put away four kegs of precise blend in our cellar to age them so do you want to just give one to me i have my car out the front <laughs> i mean just just one keg i'm out. i'm so fine uh, with this or you come to Accra in a couple of years fine, and, I'll and come try to the vintage we'll, version of yeah, that exactly and i'll taste them but we're going to ask you the most difficult question we have now and that is you're about to die right now and you can grab one last beer on the way whatever you want what are you having Yeah, so just for any listeners, I have this look on my face of what the fuck a question is that? That is cruel and... Okay. One beer left in my life. And that's the beer... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So many beers are flashing towards my... Oh, my God. It's like the moment before death. Yes. Um, I, oh, oh, oh. oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's such a cruel question. Okay, do you know what? I um, I feel like this is a bit of a sellout, but it's actually one of my husband's beers. Uh, it's called Dark Hops. It's actually a, a black hoppy ale. Mm-hmm. And I 
by mistake changed the recipe a couple of years ago and we took the percentage down just a little bit and this is like it's it's black it's not too roasty it's got this beautiful bitterness to it and yeah that's the that's the beer I'm gonna oh my god that's such a hard question but yeah yeah I think that is off the top of my head that that's gonna be it's okay I'm gonna say two I'm gonna say that one and very rarely the Schlenkela Martin gravity pool yeah yeah gravity pool at the tap room and you know so you know I'm, I'm pretty easy when I die I just need to be slightly transported to Bamba you know because yeah that's yeah, those two are going to be... I mean, those are two beers that are always in my top 10. Yeah. My top 10 changes daily. But those two beers are are always there and they're, you know, they've got a real special place in my heart. Thank you very much, Jessica. It was, Pleasure, this guys. was lovely. I'm sorry if I rambled. You're I, the I longest interview today. <laughs> Good. Yeah, okay. Nice. <laughs> but uh, thank you and uh, we'll thank see you, you next time. See Bye. You. <laughs> Bye. Thank you. Well, guys, only one more to go. Next Friday is the release of the last episode from Bruce Cavall. And until then, drink better beer. Faster than Usain Bolt could deliver in the 400-meter relay in the Olympics. Here we bring you the bubbles. Bubble, bubble, bubble.